0: Hello, and the biggest of welcomes to this woman's work, a space where you can hear and read about some amazing women, the fantastic jobs they do, and the paths that have led them to where they are today. So I'm here today with Sally. Hi, Sally. Hi. Could you tell a lovely listener what it is you do for a living?
1: So I am a... um... (laughs) 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 okay we might have to cut this bit out already i already feel like i'm on an interview five minutes ago we were just having a normal chat now about and like... so now we're here yeah
0: and now we're here and all of us um, is staying in
1: so i <laughs> thanks for that um i am a pediatric emergency nurse um wow. i say emergency nurse that's my background at the moment i'm doing um any kind of paediatrics at the moment but emergency is my my kind of passion and yeah that's my background
0: and how long have you been doing that for? then
1: i have been so before i left last year i was in the nhs for 23 years um and
0: qualified for oh i've got to work the dates out now i think 19 so we have to go back to sally school college what were you like what were you into well, you know what I was like at school, do not you? I was <girl. laughs> but What was I like at school? Oh, well, I was always really quirky, I would say. <laughs> you I... just were, weren't you? You just didn't like to conform. You just didn't, you know, any kind of... It was refreshing. Because let's face it, most of school is most people wanting just to fit in and be yeah. the same.
1: Some will say a rebel. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what? I think I've always wanted to push... The boundaries of anybody do you know what i mean and not in a nasty way but i in i think i've always wanted to i've had quite a questioning mind yeah, and i'm not very really good yeah. at taking um you know if somebody says this is this and this is how it is and sometimes i think well that doesn't make sense yeah so i need to know why that's like that which is why i would always probably
0: it was push wide. the teachers yeah. and
1: question things wide. and say yeah. yeah have you thought about it from this side or but it did i did get in quite a lot of trouble I guess at school not loads of trouble no, like it's I, I think you did no I just got sent out a lot yeah. usually when somebody else was talking <laughs> <laughs> I'd turn around and go Sally <laughs> you got blamed for everyone else I just got the blame just because I wasn't the shy retiring one and I was like the the one that would sort of stand up and put myself out yeah,
0: yeah. there so then did you go to college after um I or went to sixth
1: you... form sixth form yeah yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yes yeah yeah. So,
1: thinking, what levels did
0: you do? I did... I can't remember. Oh, no. <laughs> Why have I said it? that? Because I said that, I was thinking, oh, did she just bug off travelling? No, I did
1: way? English literature.
0: Yes.
1: Most boring thing I've ever done <laughs> in my life. Huh? Oh, Lord. Why did I choose English literature? No, English it English. had the potential to be really interesting. Yeah. Until they bring out these books, like... Just
0: a load of Jane after, Oh,
1: it was just the most boring thing. Yeah. So, I did that. I did psychology... I started off doing sociology, which I thought was going to be really, really interesting, and right up my street, yeah. but the teacher was just was, really, really yeah. dull.
0: So then left college. What left college. Um,
1: you just went travelling? I or? went travelling. I had a year out, and I went off to live in Zimbabwe. And then, so I applied for... Um, I had to go to this, on this selection camp to go to, to go to Zimbabwe the first time. And I had to go to Scotland, to the Isle of Col. Wow. And it was this tiny little island. There was like about 20 people that lived there. And we had to go do this whole selection process. It was all sorts of things. We lived for a week and we had to go and do things like herding sheep and, um, some and like this traditional Scottish dancing, and we had to basically prove that we were a team member that we could You'd emerge climb a hill. In the we could, culture. we could do all of this. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Anyway, um, went for this thing. I didn't get on. I didn't get through. Out of all the people, there was only like a handful that didn't get through. I hadn't got through, and I was oh, absolutely devastated. devastated. Yeah. Absolutely devastated. Like my heart was broken. Um, and I remember my auntie coming round and saying, like, this could just be the opening to something else. Like, sometimes you get really disappointed by one yeah. thing, but it, actually it's another door opening. And yeah. it's and I just thought that was the end. Like, I'm never going. I felt like a failure.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. It was either, like, I, I do this or I'm not doing it kind yeah. of thing. <clears throat> and then when my auntie had said that, I thought, do you know what? Actually, I need to pull myself together after about a week of crying in my bedroom. Yeah. So then reapplied... To a different organization.
0: Yeah. So the and same it's... people, the same course, but just the the next year, or
1: no, it was a completely different organization. Okay. Yeah.
0: So you t- completely you different.
1: You. And yeah, well, I mean, I couldn't go with them because they would turn me down. But it it just shows you that's how things work out in a different way yeah, you in meant life. To go on if the... I had gone with that first group, I wouldn't have gone with Soph. Yeah, I wouldn't have. We wouldn't have the friendship that we have. I wouldn't be godmum. Mm-hmm. To, to Minnie, you know, like yeah. a, it, it, things would be completely different. Yes, you know, we wouldn't be having this conversation probably yeah. because
0: we've probably stayed friends through probably through so far. So, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. yeah. So do you believe in that? Do you believe in like the universe? Hundred percent. Do yeah. you that yeah. there is that the universe has basically got has got a plan for you? I think the
1: universe has your back one hundred percent, and I think, but I think that you have to work with it. And yeah, you have to, to, to be... have the right mindset. You have to put action yeah, in into place. Your life, yeah. yeah. You can't just think the universe is gonna look after me and I'm just gonna sit here in this corner and just expect it to happen. Yeah. But I do always think that the universe is working in my favour.
0: Do you? I do
1: always think that the cards are tipped in my favour so that things will always work do you? out. So you, yeah. you, you believe genuinely, that? yeah. Yeah. And would
0: you say you're quite a positive person because of that?
1: Yeah, definitely. But I've had to work at it there's times and there's always times i'm not always positive there's times yeah. when you're hit by something aren't there and, and you, it, it gives you a completely different perspective and you have yeah. to kind of dig yourself back out into some sort of state of positivity um but i think generally now I my fun. natural state is to think more that i'm a i'm a, a winner than a loser
0: Do you know what I mean? Like, I will generally
1: see the good in any... Whatever happens, Yeah, I'll generally be able to see... The positive. The positive. So,
0: do you think that level of positivity, though, is also because of what you've seen? Because you have really seen... So, if we go back to... You did Zimbabwe. Yeah. Came back from there. How long was Zimbabwe?
1: So, that was nine months that first time. But I've lived in Africa... On and off, well, and other places, but on and off for like about two and a half years. Yeah,
0: so yeah. you didn't really come back to the UK very much in those younger years, did you? Um,
1: I came back after the first trip to Zimbabwe, yeah. and the plan then was to do a photography. Um, I was going. I was enrolled in college to go and do a photography yeah. course, BTEC in photography. I went there, did a few months, and I just missed Africa, wow. and I was like, I need to go back. Um and there were other, I knew there were other countries that I wanted to go to. So I'd yeah. been in Zimbabwe and traveled a little bit to Malawi, Mozambique, um and around that area and I ended up on a small island in Kenya and I got married. Wow, <laughs> at 20, as you did.
0: And how <laughs> So how long were you in Kenya before you got married then? Before um, you met So there was Mr. right not right. I think I met him on my
1: first trip, and we were there for three months, but not just in Kenya. Yeah. Okay. And we were traveling around, and then I went back, and I was there. I think about a year. Yeah. 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 I was. I was basically living in on this island this, with my husband to be, and I was getting married the next day, and I thought I'm going to have to tell my mum yeah. that I'm getting married. <laughs> So I bought a phone card. So I used to buy a phone card. It was yes. a, I remember it was 100 shillings, which is about a pound. And it only gave you a certain amount of time on the phone. Well, by the time my mum got to the phone, you had to go to a call box. By the time my mum got to the phone, um, the phone card, the money had gone. <laughs> so I couldn't tell her. And I was getting married the next day. So I was like, oh, what am I going to do? So I just got married. <laughs> <laughs> You do, and then I wrote her a letter. Right. And so in the letter I said, um, you know, I was ringing picture, yesterday. No, no well, picture. No picture because I mean we didn't have.
0: I was to say, actually where were you going to get that developed?
1: Yeah, I mean I would have had to have gone to. A, I was on an island yeah. with, with literally yeah. like this is it a very
0: drawing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I want him to look like. <laughs> this is my <laughs> artist's impression of my husband. <laughs> <laughs>
0: To do all that <laughs> I feel like you need to do for <laughs> one of the visuals for this program.
1: <laughs> <laughs> little dreadlocks, he had little dreadlocks. I could have dri- drawn those, <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't work out. It lasted, we were together, I think we were married about seven years. Yeah, I
0: remember. Yeah, were you married to him when you started? I was, know? yeah,
1: we were married, yeah. and then I started training, yeah. so I was 24. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'd come here, we'd moved to Leicester and I had, um, started working at the hospital in a a clerical role. Yeah. Um, and I did that for a few years and then I just thought I need something more, like there's only so far that this is going to go, like there's only so much I can earn in this role and there's only so far I can go and I need a little bit more direction um so then I decided to train as a nurse. Wow. So that's
0: yeah, that's and you did it that happened. in Leicester alongside so Leicester Uni did you have to go to? Uh De
1: Montfort Uni in Leicester, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. Okay, so then qualified and part of that, what made you go more down the pediatrics route then?
1: I initially applied for adults. Right. Um, and then I was taken around the hospital um by a oh, letter I can't remember her surname. My name was Karen. She was so lovely, and she gave yeah. me a tour of all of the children's wards. She's passed away now, oh, sadly wow. yeah but she's um she took me around the whole hospital and and all the children's wards and I just thought I think this is for me and it was when she took me to intensive care and I saw all the all the kids in intensive care, which you can imagine it's a bit of a um it's a difficult say, environment yes. to work in. It's difficult, but I just thought, oh, this is this is me. I need to be doing children's, and that's when I swapped
0: right. over
1: onto doing children's.
0: Manchester because had you got children at this point when you? I
1: have started... no, I haven't got any children had I by then. So it's yeah. very very different nursing children when you've got your own children yeah. to to doing it without children. And um, so I did kind of the general wards for. A year and a half and then I moved into ITU and I did about two and a half years then in ITU yeah um and obviously saw some very very sick I mean I've seen lots so many things that mm. you know I, don't, I can't I wouldn't want no, to even talk about no, on here and so, you know there's but so many sick children and um but yeah I think it's very different doing it with when you've not got your own children, yeah. because you can almost you can detach from it, right. and, and you can take yourself out of the situation. And it, it's not quite so real. And when you're younger as well, yeah. you you go into work, you do your job, and you come home. It's only now that I look at some of the situations that I've been in and some of the things that I've seen, and I think actually, you're nobody always, should really you, re,
0: you kind of have to remember to that, it in a completely different yeah, way, yeah. yeah.
1: And there's no kind of um, I'm supposed to be selling this profession, aren't I? (laughs) But there's there's not for nurses. I think it's very we're quite far behind in the NHS in um, you know any kind of counselling or post traumatic sort of um, any kind of discussions following things that you might have seen.
0: Because nurses see patients more than anybody. Yeah. In terms of the hours that a doctor is with a patient Mm. versus a nurse it's going to be what like ninety ten? it's going to be drastically yeah, different yeah isn't it?
1: i guess it. D- you're depending people... on which area you're working in so if yeah. you're yeah if you're working in ed you have a, obviously a lot more doctors around because people are needing to be seen treated so ED, diagnosed emergency. in emergency in yeah. the emergency department yeah. yeah um and in itu as well but on the wards yeah your doctors are sort of
0: coming once pop, a day
1: yeah, yeah popping in and out or you Yeah, probably more than that. But you're having to call somebody in the night. So it is you there, really, with them most of the time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So then had your
1: kids? Then had the boys while I was... Well, had Marley while I was working at... I was in ED, in the emergency department, when I had Marley. Okay. My first. Um, And then... I came back, I think I went on to neonates then, onto the neonatal. Did you? Yeah.
0: So you had Molly when then went back? I did, yeah. (laughs) Didn't put you off at all, Um, though. No, because it was by that
1: point, it was my job and my vocation, and I I knew it, and I felt comfortable and confident going back. I didn't go back into the emergency department. Okay. Because. i think i'd seen so many things that i couldn't unsee if you know what i mean and i thought do you know i think i'm going to find this difficult having a child and working in this environment and being reminded constantly of the things that can go wrong i
0: know Um, oh my gosh yeah Yeah.
1: so i I thought no it's not for me anymore um However, I've been back twice since, and then I carried on in, I yeah. carried on in that area, but I kind of took some time out and went into neonates, okay, and um, even that still yeah, it still can be tough, yeah yeah, and yeah. then
0: um did you you were you full time or were you did you go back part time I went
1: back part time after yeah. having Marley, so I was yeah. full time before and I went back part time and I've never been back full time since, you and I don't well. think i I ever want to be full time no again.
0: Um, Are many nurses full time? Do you know? Because of what everything you've just described, so it's a lot a of cool. the time,
1: it's we do a lot of twelve-hour shifts. And to be full time, you have to do Three 12 twelve-hour shifts a week. Yeah. So in in a space of four weeks, you would do three weeks of twelve-hour shifts and one week of no <laughs> three weeks <laughs> in the space of twelve in the space of a month, you yeah. would do four weeks. Yeah. Three of those being three shifts a week. Yeah. And one of them being a week of four shifts. Right. But a lot of nurses drop that fourth shift.
0: Right. And they
1: say it makes the world of difference. So
0: dropping one um, shift is then part-time.
1: That's classed as part-time. I know, even though
0: that's And full- you're
1: still working 34 and a half hours a week. I was going to say
0: bearing in mind full-time is yeah like 37 and
1: a half. Yeah. And when I say I don't work full-time, I do work Yeah. I, I'm I'm not far underneath that. Yeah. And it's not like I'm it's so part, silly, part-time. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, so neonatal, and then what other areas have you worked in? So, you so you went intensive
1: to... care. I did intensive care for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, that was, that's going, that's backtracking again. So that was before <laughs> I went to neonatal, I did yeah. intensive care. So I was on the wards. I did a rotation. I then went to intensive care for a couple of years.
0: Yeah.
1: And then went to A&E. Yeah. Then back, then to neonatal, then back to A&E. Yeah.
0: And what made then, you go back to A E. Because you've got kids I think, at
1: this point. Yeah, I had. And I just think with A, you're either, or well, I call it ED now. With E D, you're either an ED nurse or you're not. It's like either right. it's in your blood or it's not. There's different kinds of nurses. There's ITU, there's ED, there's yeah. you, you know, you're either surgical or you're medical. Um, ED is a mixture of everything and anything. And very that comes in. Like fast-paced. Very fast-paced. Yeah. Um very much thinking on your feet every day is completely different which Um, a lot of
0: people don't like do they i guess a lot of people some people like like, the routine don't they they like to know
1: what they're going into and they like to get to know their patients and they like to you know um i like the difference that that and the pace
0: and the um and that outweighs the pretty horrendous things you see
1: I think so, and I think the thing with ED that I that I prefer that to something like ITU, for example, is that it still can be quite intense.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but a lot of the time you can make them better. Yeah. You, you, you know, you physically can save a life. Obviously, with a whole team around you, know, yeah, it's not you, yeah. but you, but you,
0: you know, you actually. Gosh, I sense the of basics like, of it. Sense you, of pride in your day. That most people are like, oh, I submitted a report today. And you're like, oh, literally <laughs> resuscitated. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like and I
1: think you today. don't think about it so much when you're doing it and it's just your job. So I'm doing the wards again now. Okay. So I see the gratitude from parents. Oh, but yeah, you don't see that in awards. A&E. Yeah. You don't... Um, apart from the pandemic when nobody could do enough for us and everybody yeah. was bringing us meals and hand creams and... Did all sorts of things. Yes. A- Ed was very much um, kind of celebrated oh during gosh, that time, yeah. and, and but it. Apart from that, we don't really get the thanks. We just see them, and send them on their way.
0: Yeah,
1: and um, which is another thing I really like about A and E though is that a lot of the kids, it's not. There are moments of sadness, and there are moments of absolute. Um, what's the word i'm despair probably horror like yeah. there there are things that you've, that you've seen and that, that that the team have seen you know i'm obviously not on my own in this there's so many of us there but you should never have to see and never want to ever see again but there are also moments in ed and a lot of moments of somebody that's just um fallen off their bike and you know or yeah. got a splinter in their finger or they've they you know, gone... to there's, there's, or it, there's yeah. that such a vast Spectrum, range yeah. of things that come that yeah. come through the doors that actually it's those really difficult times are offset by all the other okay. things that are a lot
0: easier and it's and... that i'm guessing because I, I need to believe this for all of your sakes that there's a real sort of team camaraderie, like the actual team spirit you'll get on very well, that kind of thing. Because I, like you say, going through all of that, you've at least got to really get on with your team. Yeah.
1: I think ED is very much like a family. It yeah. it's, it's always felt like that for me, that sort of environment, Um and there are people there that you've known. You know, there's people that that I've known for like twenty years, and yeah. um, that I've worked with. But it's changing now, and a lot of people have left. Um, and it's because people because people, of, because because of people the are money. not because yeah. of the money because yeah. of the stress. It's very, very, very stressful, and I think that's why you do become sort of like a bit of a unit and a family unit, and you stick up for each other because you are constantly bombarded by in that environment there's a lot of people that are not happy because yeah. they've had to wait hours their child's yeah. sick they're worried they're hungry they're tired and you can understand why people feel like this yeah i know you have a little life
0: in yet i know you have a lot of strength left. i know you have a little life in your head.
1: but it, it then is sometimes <laughs> Yeah. rubs off on stuff, or it's it's um they take the, it out on the, the staff side
0: of that like you've just said is then not brilliant pay yeah so you're there doing it all really for the love of your heart Do yeah you know what I mean uh, um yeah it's a lot to put up with isn't it for not a lot of pay yeah I mean working conditions are they good um um I think uh, what do you I mean what how do you describe it? Well, I just wanna know if you've at least got like free tea and coffee.
1: No, 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 no. There's there is quite a toxic culture within the NHS.
0: At a managerial uh, level. Yes. Yeah. And
1: I think um for me you asked why I keep kept going back to ED. Why would you keep going back? Why would you keep going back? It almost I, I remember as, uh, describing it to someone as like being a little bit like a battered wife. It's like, Gosh. it's what you know. Yeah. So you go back in, you get treated, you know, there's. You, you don't always get treated the best by, you yeah. know, service users. You don't always, sometimes you can be, at the. you know, you can get verbal abuse and, you know, physical abuse as well. You yeah. know, there was a guy that came into Leicester and I don't know if you saw it on the news, that came in with a machete... Gosh. And yeah, yeah, into the adult department. There? I wasn't there, oh. no, but I know nurses that have left completely
0: because of since it. that. Yeah, what so how long ago did you leave to go to agency then?
1: So I've been doing agency about six months.
0: Oh, okay, so only really six recently. months.
1: Yeah, and so prior I, to that
0: you were back in ED
1: prior to that, I was in a hospice for okay. a year. Okay,
0: wow, so
1: came out of ED,
0: yeah,
1: um, just because I needed to step out of it it was getting so crazily busy this was after and COVID. this was post-covid so during covid it was beautiful nobody came down no well not nobody but it was not that many people came down yeah and you've got to bear in mind that leicester is the i don't know if it's the busiest or biggest pediatric in the country and it's it's it, yeah it's big it's wow. very big and we see a lot of patients and i think the most we've had in the department at one time when i was there was 110 wow. kids with family so it's a lot of people yeah um and when you're struggling with staffing issues and you're in charge of a shift it's a, a lot of it's just a lot of pressure and it's constant Mm. and I just needed I've done it for so many years and I just felt that I needed to step out of it just to see what else was out there
0: yeah and like you've just Um, said post-covid a lot of people had left as well so it's put even more pressure yeah so
1: there's so such a huge turnover of nurses post-covid um and what about
0: post-brexit
1: did you get yeah, probably. I guess
0: people those you know as in like people that were here on you know migrant visas that We kind used of thing. to have
1: a lot of Spanish Portuguese yeah. nurses that were amazing and um, and a lot of those went, went back. back yeah yeah which was Gosh. a huge blow to yeah. the department because they were really really amazing and now we recruit um a lot in India okay Africa and then it just got busier and busier and busier and I just thought I need I need a change, and yeah. so I went into a hospice for a year. Gosh.
0: Um, and is that a lot of that is end of life care? My Yeah,
1: a there's you? a yeah end of life, um, and there is a lot of respite as well. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of a bit of everything. I felt like I needed to. I needed to experience it because Something I've never years. done it before.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And I almost feel like I needed to give back a little bit or just have that experience. You know that I had my son in the middle of my two well boys.
0: Yeah.
1: um, and he had he survived, he had Spina bifida. So he would have been a child that would have used this hospice. It would he would have been a service user. So it would have
0: always in your mind maybe It was always
1: in my mind that I wanted to sort of work with those kids and give something back oh, so a even, little you were bit. Still and... even
0: in with with pediatrics, even in hospice.
1: Yeah, yeah, oh, that was my a hospice. Gosh, yeah, right. yeah.
0: Wow. Um, so how it, long did you do that for? Then So say,
1: I did yeah. that for a year. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then it was. Were you doing that when you then left, or. Did I.
1: You how do you mean? What? I said
0: we'll to go agency.
1: So Yeah, so I handed we're my notes. In...
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Where>
1: <laughs> so I work? So yeah, I did I did that for a year. Yeah. Um and then again and I loved it. Don't get me wrong, I absolutely loved it. And I loved like the kids that I met and the families and just having that time to connect more with families. Like in ED, you you see somebody and they're gone.
0: Yeah. And then
1: you see someone else and they're gone. Whereas this is seeing the same kids coming back every few months and, yeah, like, building be. up a relationship with yeah. the families, with the siblings, and having the time to to care and a bit more really and care. to get to yeah. know those people. Um, and then, yeah, so I did that for a year. But then ultimately I did miss the, the clinical side of it and the fast pace. Yeah. Um, and it was also very, very sad.
0: Yeah. It was also really, really
1: sad. And I needed to prioritise my own mental health. Yeah. And I knew that I needed more. The pay was worse than the NHS. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: And I was being sort of told I had to work certain hours and they wanted me to do more day shifts. And it just didn't work for me. Yeah. Um, I needed to work more nights for childcare, for money, um and so I just thought this is not working and I'm not going to I've only got so many more years left of my career and I now need to make this work for me. Yeah. So okay. I can work. So I work now in a lot of different hospitals okay. and um yeah, so I can choose where I where I work. So I'll work in EDs, I'll work on pediatric wards, um and I'll
0: And yeah, how far pick... advanced do you have to so I'm guessing do you like I'm gonna say this. Is... And shoot me down. Is there some kind of web portal? You go in and you can see what's all available. You'd and think that would
1: make it really easy, wouldn't oh, it?
0: <laughs> what do you have to do? Honestly, it it's been the biggest
1: learning curve <sighs> going into agency. It's an absolute minefield. So when I started, I. I was with one agency and I thought, I think I need to join a few because I started in the summer as well, where it's, it's, there's a lot less work in the summer. Okay. So you have to almost, not compete, but with other nurses to to get that work, you have to put yourself forward. Yeah. And they'll sometimes only book you. Sometimes I didn't even have a booking for that night or I'd have driven down to a hospital in um, Telford. For example, one night I got onto the ward and they said, we don't need you tonight. And nobody had told me. They'd cancelled me. Nobody had told me. But then luckily they said, Oh, actually, well, they need you in Shrewsbury. So then I drive to Shrewsbury. So I'm so I was often like going and staying in an Airbnb or something like Gosh, that for a few yeah. nights. Um and so in the during the summer, you probably get if you were lucky a week's notice. If not, it would be a day or on the day.
0: Right.
1: But I would still say, right, these are the days that I can work, and these are the days that I can't work. So I still had the flexibility oh, yeah. around okay. it. So I still, and generally always got a shift. I think there's always been a thing with nursing, hasn't there? It's like there's nurses and there's doctors and nursing. It's not always been the best paid when well, it yeah. is not um, because it's seen as a vocation. And it's always been like that. Since yeah. the days of Florence Nightingale, you are, if you're a nurse, it's because you, you're you doing it because you care. But even a doctor is almost is, is seen more as a vocation, yeah, isn't okay. it? And yeah. so that's why, you know, there's all these strikes and things about money. But people yeah. seem to think that if you go into healthcare, that you should be doing it... You should be giving and giving and giving because and you want to. Or yeah. you do do it because you want yeah. to to do that job. You do want to help people but you also need to live your bills. and yeah
0: and try and have a bit
1: of a life and, and have to a balance nice life out. as well, well to balance out the difficulties we don't yeah. just want to be
0: surviving yeah. you know we want
1: to be thriving in life and, and, and especially
0: you're saying seeing what you see and what you have to do it's really important you can balance that out in your private life to kind of give life you know really yeah. otherwise you could like you say you would just collapse in on yourself yeah. surely yeah
1: and I think the older I've got and the the longer I've got in this career the more I've realized the importance of my downtime being like rejuvenating me or be you know on my days off I'll try and do so many things that will bring me back to life yeah. almost you know yeah. just to kind of you know just getting out in nature and walking and wild swimming and all those things yeah. just to bring me back a sense of
0: who i am so what percentage of nurses do you think are, are sort of agency now it you depends tend to work with it depends where you
1: work and it depends on the time of year and right. kind of what's just happened in certain areas so there's some places i'll go like i went there's some places i'll go where it's literally pretty much all agency right And um, i've been in ed departments in different places where i've been um the only pediatric nurse oh um, and they've had a lot of agency adult nurses um sometimes it's like a half and half mix yeah um I'd say a lot of emergency departments at the moment are probably like a 60-40, 70-30, agency-heavy.
0: Right. Um, and are you, are you still predominantly picking up more ED-type shifts, do you find? or I'm picking up more paediatric
1: shifts at the moment, so there's a right. massive shortage of paediatric nurses.
0: What has been the best part of your career so far, do you think? Is there one shining thing or a reoccurring thing? I think it's now. Right. I think
1: it's now that I'm picking and choosing when I work because I feel so much happier and so much more in control of the rest of my life. Um, that you I wish you'd done it go too into, now. I wish I'd done it years ago. Do
0: you? Yeah,
1: because I can go into work now, and I know I'm working on the day that I've chosen to work. Um, and it's quite fulfilling now because people are grateful that you're there because you're an extra pair of hands.
0: Yeah. The flip side of that, then. Mm. I mean, do you want to just part COVID is a completely separate entity. What's been the most challenging part of it?
1: Um, the the most challenging area definitely is working in ED, um, and I just think and it's... what you
0: see basically processing what you see
1: and that is very very difficult in itself processing what you see and and some of the traumatic things that
0: it was coming through the door
1: yeah and you you do have to sort of put it in a box and switch off um but it is always there so I think that's very very difficult but I don't think a lot of the time as doctors and nurses we allow ourselves to fully process what we've seen. You wouldn't do
0: it. Because I you don't think we do could it. go
1: back in and do it again.
0: One of the questions I always ask is, what's the strangest thing that's ever happened to you?
1: I remember when um, we used to have to, well, they probably still do, actually. We used to have to do, like, a decontamination um, we'd always do like a decontamination training on training days just in case anybody decided to i don't know send some anthrax in the post or whatever to the to our department or if there was any kind of strange substances or whatever but there was one particular shift i came on to shift walked into the staff room and there's like 20 of the staff sitting there in these tiny little towels nothing else on wet hair in these little towels and what, what's happened? And something had happened. Somebody had brought a substance in. They had, they'd had to decontaminate, basically. So the patient and all the staff had had to go through this decontamination tent. Well, you basically, you just have to strip off everything. It gets bagged. You can't even have your mobile phone, nothing. What it about? all gets bagged. You go through the decontamination tent. You have a cold shower. <laughs> Come out the other side. But this being the NHS, right, they've not got any nice big fluffy towels. Nobody's even thought about bringing sheets or blankets for these people. So basically all the staff and, you know, of varying sizes, some probably need a bigger towel than others, are all just given this tiny little NHS towel. And then they have to walk through the whole department where all the patients are. All of them in these little tiny towels and then sit for about three hours before they're allowed any of their things. But nobody was allowed to leave. So it was the end of their shift. So they're all oh sat my there. gosh. In tiny towels? In tiny little towels. And how were they
0: about the whole thing?
1: I think they, they were a little bit... I mean, they were laughing because yeah. it, that's the that's the kind of mentality when yeah. you work in this sort of area. Everything you oh, have to you God. have to find the funny side of things, yeah, don't you? Yeah. But I think it was a little bit um, annoying. Yeah, to
0: put it's it like why would like...
1: You, why would you not bring something else for them to wear? Yeah, and they just sat there in these little towels. Surely they could just put clean scrubs on or something, couldn't they? You? I you think so, wouldn't you? But no, I think. Do you know what it is? It's one of these things that's done in training, and. You do it over and over in training, but you never think it's actually going to happen. And then so, it actually
0: happens. Nobody had the thought to think. And maybe the like say, the training wasn't really thorough enough. It yeah. obviously got to a point. Yeah, because you don't actually in training strip off and go
1: through the whole yeah. thing. You don't do that. You just yeah. do sort of pretend to do it. Yeah. So you don't get to the bit where it's like, oh, this towel doesn't really fit my body. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, so um, our two final questions. One is what advice would you give your younger self? And I would like to know that now. The Sal that we're, we were describing earlier, oh that's Sal now, what would you say to her? What?
1: Don't worry if you're not everybody's cup of tea, I think. Um, yeah, I think because I've probably spent too much of my life worrying about whether people like me, yeah, what other people think, and what other people think. Um, even though I probably came across very much that, like, the younger me as I didn't care what anybody thought, yeah. and I've always, I think, stuck very true to, to who I am. Like, I haven't, um, I haven't kind of tried to change myself to fit into yeah. anybody's. So, even though you box. thought that, you even though I've ed- thought that, I haven't. Acted upon it as such. But I've still kept that internal worry at times of
0: do they like me? Yeah. Okay, then my final question is always life advice to throw out there into the world for everybody.
1: Oh, gosh, that is a massive, massive, massive one, isn't it? It is. Um,
0: It doesn't have to be one, you could pick a couple.
1: Gosh, life advice. Have a routine and have a morning routine that involves looking after you. Since I've been doing like a daily gratitude practice, finding the joy, you know, being thankful for the smallest things, then it snowballs, I think, into being
0: right
1: grateful for the big things and then and then ultimate sort of happiness but for me it's having that routine and having um does that mean prioritizing yourself a bit as well definitely prioritizing yourself like 100 percent. you have to look after yourself first like Mm -hmm. that whole thing of fixing you know putting on your oxygen mask before you put on anybody else's no
0: parent would do that would they (laughs) They'd all put the kids. One on you first.
1: would always put your child's oxygen mask on first. Yeah, you absolutely would. Although it's been drummed into you so many times. Do yours. Do yours. You do yours. Yeah, think, you just wouldn't, would you? But it is that mentality. It is that mentality that if I don't have, if I don't fill up my own cup, I have got nothing. I can't give. I can't give my kids anything, really. I can't give anything of myself if I'm not happy. If I'm, if I'm ultimately unhappy. Whatever I try to give is going to be like a heart. I'm giving. It's it's it's, still it's half-hearted. Changed, isn't it? It's still it's Exactly. Whereas if I'm giving from a place of of happiness and gratitude and all of that, I've got so much more to give. Probably my biggest piece of advice is always keep moving, always move forward. Because it, you, it's so easy to stop mm. and even to backtrack. But if you always are putting one foot in front of the other, it doesn't matter how slowly you're getting somewhere, you're still getting there, you're still making progress.
0: Thank you very much, Sally. Thank you. If you would like to hear more about this chat, see some behind-the-scenes pics and some personal profile pics, plus read about how to get started in this industry and or this role, then please go and support us on Patreon. The link is on this podcast page and across all of our socials. Sincere thanks in advance.